0: listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast.
1: This episode of the Traditional Outdoors Podcast is sponsored by Great Northern Bow Company. At Great Northern Bow Company, they design and build every bow with you in mind and with respect for the long and noble hunter-gatherer lineage we are all connected to. They build hunting bows, bows designed to make you the very best bow hunter you can be. How do they do it? By paying attention to what really matters in a bow, stability, smoothness of draw, reliability, performance, refined design, and by using carefully selected materials. Their bows have an understated beauty and refinement of appearance that will make them hold their appeal for a lifetime, and they still build their bows one at a time by hand. So consider making your next custom bow a great northern bow, and in the meantime, be sure to check out their website at GNBCO.com. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Angel. I'm joined tonight by my good friend, Mr. Nick View. How's it going, Nick?
0: Uh, it's going pretty good. Really busy. But uh, other than that, it's it's getting closer to fall, and we're slowly creeping out of the high 80s, and hopefully all the rain... At some point, but who knows? How about you? How are things in uh, Georgia? Cooler. Um, hoping
1: hoping to get out in the woods soon. I still haven't got out. I know we we talked about that a, a good bit when me, you, and Nick were on, and I mean me, you, and Tom. You're Nick. Me, you, and Tom were on. I'm not gonna <laughs> go back down that path. But I'm hoping to get out in a in a week or two. But uh, Bella's home from college this week, so this week's gonna be focused on spending time with her. Um. And we just uh, so I just dropped the episode for uh, today from me, you and, and Tom getting together where we announced the the giveaway for the bow. And, and I, I just I have to say, you always you always get a good feeling, you know, especially within this community when somebody wins a prize. And I just got to share this. So uh, I reached out to Ryan, who won the bow, and I reached out to David got those two uh hooked up and i told ryan i said no i'm not sure if you're a a comptons member or not but uh if you if you're not then you know let me know and i'll go ahead and get you signed up and i said and if you are i'll just get you a, an extension on what you already have and he came back within minutes and said uh if it's all right with you when i signed up i think he said this year uh the comptons i went ahead and joined for three years so i'd, I'd prefer you you give my um my prize membership to a friend of mine, and he's given it to Neil Summers. So uh, I thought that was really cool because I, I know I know Neil very well, and I've already reached out to Dennis Harper to get that going. So just just got to love stuff like that within this community.
0: Oh, for sure. Neil's such a good guy. Ryan's a good guy. Like, I like seeing both of them. Wish I could hang out with them a little bit more when I tend to see them at events. Either they're super busy or I'm super busy, and it's usually either a break between booths or – running to go somewhere so um that's cool to see uh to see ryan do that and and neil's definitely deserving of yep. it um very very dedicated to the outdoors he's had a really cool traditional journey thus far and um does a lot with his uh with his son too so
1: yeah it's very it's very cool and like i said it just you know it reaffirms to me how great the people in in the traditional community are so i just i had to bring that up and speaking of great people in the traditional community, uh, we got a we got a, a guest on tonight that you and I have, have tossed around quite a few times about getting on the uh, having on the show, and um, I met this gentleman. I guess it's been th- this fall will be three, one, two. No, yeah, this will be three years because uh, I met him at the the first uh, camp classy that. Uh, I attended up in Michigan hunting on Yankee Springs, and then saw him last year when I was there. Um, actually, no, that's not right. I didn't come
0: last year, so it's been through it It's been four years now, four years. Well, don't look at me because I couldn't remember when I met him. I
1: either. know we were talking about that before we started <laughs> recording, but anyway, I, I. Without further ado, I welcome Mr. Jamie Burkhead to the show. How's it going, Jamie? No, good. And you guys? Um, you know what? Yeah, Doing really? good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Real. And uh, and Jamie, we uh, actually to carry on that conversation of how we met. I think the first time I met you, you helped out at Barry County Outdoors Day, Outdoor Days, yeah. didn't you? Yep.
2: That was uh, right after the the GLLI uh, month later. We were at uh, the first uh, Barry County Outdoor uh, Youth Day, and uh, we had a booth there, and yeah, that's where this all kicked off at.
0: Yeah. And I, and you were at the time you were teaching some, like, uh, you were teaching some hunter safety classes and whatnot. And you were actually at Berry County, not with the MLA, right? You were with another organization. Oh
2: No, no I was there with the MLA.
0: Oh, you were there with the yeah. MLA. Oh, maybe we were talking about you, uh, you doing some hunter safety and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, either way I met you and, and Jill and, and we all hit it off. And, uh, and of course, uh, Katie and Nathan, and you guys have been kind of a staple ever since um, you know, through the MLA and, and all of that. And and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but, uh, one thing I don't think you and I have ever had a conversation about how you got into hunting and how you got into bow hunting. Um, I don't think that's ever come up. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could, if you could let me know how you did both there, let us know, that'd be great. Well,
2: um, when I first started hunting, uh, it was nothing to do with deer. My dad was a pheasant hunter, and uh, back when we actually had pheasants here in Michigan, and uh, as long as I could keep up, I was allowed to go go uh, tag along with him and my uncle, and um, though that was always one of my favorite things to do was uh, pheasant hunt, and we did other small game hunting and stuff. My dad wasn't a, a deer hunter, and uh, yeah, and then the the, fe- the pheasants kind of faded out in Michigan um, in the late '70s there, and um, I got uh, I got this itch to to buy a bow. I had started um, shooting when I was about seven or eight, I think. It was a an old green fiberglass backed recurve, and I couldn't even tell you who made it, um, but I borrowed it from my cousin shot it quite a bit and uh and i was hooked um the the bow hunting thing i remember back before gander mountain was even a store um they had a catalog and uh, i remember ordering my first bare bow out of there but the the big push was compounds um the the recurves and longbows were kind of fading off into the background a little bit and they were there was a big push for compounds and uh my first bow that i actually bought was a a bear whitetail two compound and i still actually have it i bought it when i was uh like 12 or 13 years old Uh, i think i paid uh like 82 or 83 dollars for it um that included shipping from the catalog and i've i've been bow hunting ever since um a few years after that though i got uh I got tired of the compound and, and migrated back to a recurve. I started shooting a bare recurve, and uh, that finally tradition, or, uh, transitioned itself into uh, longbows. And that's where we're at today, so.
0: That's awesome, so did you have, so your dad didn't shoot a bow? No, uh,
2: no, no he, nope. didn't, he didn't own a bow, he didn't shoot a bow. He just, he loved hunting birds. That was, that was his
0: thing oh gotcha so was that like a did you have any kind of like bow hunting mentors or mentors or anything or anybody who really influenced you to pick one up or did it just kind of happen because you thought you had that bow before and it was cool
2: it, that's what it was it, there were there, there were no mentors as far as uh bow hunting i mean we were we were still frowned upon as the guys who you know wounded all the deer or got first crack at the big bucks and um yeah well, you know the the usual hated crowd by the rifle hunters and um now it just it it was just something to do. I actually enjoyed it more than than firearm hunting for deer, which I don't even do that anymore. I strictly uh bow hunting
0: No, that's that's kind of funny that you mentioned that white tail uh that white tail too. I had the same I think you and I have talked about this yeah. before was that that white tail that magnesium riser uh black with the brown laminated limbs uh was that what that Uh, one was
2: no mine mine's actually got this big heavy magnesium riser and uh fiberglass limbs these were um i think these were solid molded fiberglass it was one of the first ones that bear came out with where they had uh twin cams on it
0: oh okay uh,
2: they were loud and if they weren't tuned properly, it would it just wouldn't shoot great. But it was it was a cool bow. So
0: did you uh, did you did you shoot it with your uh, with like finger stalls or or, or anything like I, that? Or? I did
2: at first. It was a long enough bow that um, axle to axle you could actually shoot it with fingers without pinching. And um, I eventually um, moved into using a release. Um, it just it was just shot cleaner that way.
0: Gotcha. Mine was kind of funny. I had... uh, It was as big as me because my uncle just gave it to me because he had upgraded. So I got that and nothing else. And he figured, well, you'll just... uh," He he ain't going to hurt anybody with it because there's no arrows around here. So he just handed it to me because I was big in a Rambo. And uh, I slung it around my back and carried it everywhere. And I, I remember... I did find arrows <laughs> <laughs> and shot them all over the place, actually. And then, uh, and I shot that bow with leather finger stalls. My dad had, and I had a soccer shin guard for an arm guard. I remember cause I whacked my arms so many times with it and I was just bruised, oh, yeah. but, uh, those were, those seemed to be a pretty popular bow from back then. So, uh, do you segue into the longbow? How'd that Wait happen?
1: Wait a minute, I got I got <laughs> something I'll throw out there. I got a trivia. I got I forgot. Hey, I forgot
0: you were there, Steve. I got I got a, I got a tri- <laughs> tri- trivia
1: question for you. Okay. You mentioned Rambo. What what model? What uh, make bow was that? Rambo shooting when he had that? I think it was Rambo two.
2: That was a Hoyt,
1: wasn't it? <laughs> Jamie gets the prize. I could see the ad for huh? that. You get five. You get five out of boys. Um, so uh, <laughs> go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. I just I don't I don't know why I always remembered that, but I think it was because I was shooting Hoyts at the time. So
0: you know, fun fun w- weird deal that Rambo came up too Because did you just see with that new Rambo movie coming out? He's shooting a bear bow in it, and he's got a, a, a commemorative edition uh, bear recurved a takedown coming. Yeah, out? I
1: have. I did not know that. I I, um, one of the uh, parents from, some of the kids that Bella's got to know at college, we went down and visited with her last week, I guess, and um, one of the parents was talking about, he he and his son, They went to see that movie, and it was, it was a a horrible movie, unless you just wanted to see a bunch of violence. Uh, (laughs) It definitely delivered on the violence, so.
0: that was the Rambo movie before that was like that too but it appeared to have some gadgetry hanging off of it that I'm sure was not necessary but uh, they had to make it look cool but I remember that ad um, somebody gave me a stack of bow hunter magazines from back then and when Rambo had come out or Rambo 2 they had that same bow they were selling and uh, they had the advertisements for that and they had it all decked out and it was all black and everything so I think it's funny that that came up today and that that movie just came out and they're doing the same thing again um, but that's segwaying off of our guest. Uh, so how'd you, uh, how did you get into a longbow, Jamie? How'd that happen?
2: Um, well, uh, shortly before, um, we joined, uh, the MLA, um, I'd always shot, uh, bare recurves. I had a few of them at the house and, um, I thought I wanted to try my hand at, at, uh, at a longbow. And, uh, I don't know. <sighs> I don't even recall why I wanted to. Maybe it was just something different. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I just decided I wanted to um, shoot a longbow, but I wanted to build my own. I think that's probably what led into it. I wanted to build my own bow. I'd shot every, you know, a few uh, other bows, and um, I don't know if it's just I'm I'm kind of picky on on the handle. And while I've held, held a lot of bows and they all feel pretty good, I didn't really, they just didn't fit. Let's, let's leave it at that. And it, 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 they just didn't fit. And I, I started making um, my first bow, when I finally got around to making it for myself, um, was a 62-inch uh, reflex-deflex-type uh, hybrid longbow. And uh, I still I still have that bow. It it was one of those uh, faded ones that uh, had the bad Gordon glass in it that didn't, you didn't realize it until you took the tape off it and you'd see all the vertical streaking in it. But it's it's shot great. It, uh, it's hanging on the wall now. So for fear of
0: it oh, you blowing finally, up on me. <laughs> oh, you finally put that thing. I was going to say, you, you were shooting that for i think the first couple of years i i yeah. knew you 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 had that bow you hunted with it at least a few times oh, yeah. anyway um but i i always thought that you know despite the uh well for one the first time you showed me that bow i was kind of like you made that yeah. like you said you made bows and i assumed immediately that you'd make self bows no you know so um and uh you know john busheen our <clears throat> mutual friend had said no you're making laminate bows and uh I was kind of like well how do you get into that <laughs> I mean because you because uh, yours are they're really clean yeah. and uh, they got a lot of like they're you know you can do some you can do some fancy inlays and stuff like that I mean you're you're pretty talented at it I think and and how did you get into all that I mean were you handy before' working with, working with wood or how did that happen
2: um yeah i I've, I've always enjoyed working with wood so i I've got a garage full of tools to do that stuff with and I just—it's one of those spur of the moment things where I went. I—I oh, I just decided I wanted to build a bow. Well, the first—the uh, first rule was, um, my wife Jill told me that if I was going to build bows, I had to build them for the kids first, before me or anybody else, and that was—that was the deal. I made a couple of uh, small forty-eight-inch ASLs that the kids outgrew quite quick, quickly, and. Uh, they still have those as a matter of fact those are the first two bows i made they're they're really ugly but they're they're really cool so because they're the first two that i that i made so um Mm -hmm. and then i every time i would actually have the laminates and i would get ready to lay up one and it was going to be mine somebody wanted one and i probably did let's see four or five before I actually adult bows before I actually got to mine.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the way it that is. works. The <laughs> moment anybody, Oh, well, Hey, uh, well, since you're making these, you know, you could, you could do one for me. I know it's come up in our group of friends several oh, yeah. times.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> John, uh, Buesheen took that one step further and I came home from work one day and there was a box, um, from, of laminates that he had ordered and had them shipped to my house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how That's you do that sounds that. <laughs> like John. <laughs> Just drop ships a bunch of materials oh, over yeah. there. Uh yeah, and uh so did you did you make your forms and everything Jamie? I,
2: I did. I built the the first couple of forms um from uh templates I got them from uh Bingham and uh cut them okay. out on, you know, on the saw and all that, cleaned them up and and uh, the one that I just um, acquired, I actually had uh, Jim Belcher make that for me. That was for that uh, that Union Jack um, ASL. That and it's identical to the ones uh, the form that he's got, and uh, I love that thing. It uh, that that's where I was going with everything. I wanted to, to build an ASL for myself. I tried, shot a couple of them, and and uh, I kind of liked them. So that's that's where I wanted to head with the with the bow building.
1: And I know I've I know I've seen one of your bows, mm-hmm. Jamie. But I was I was actually going to ask that question because I uh, I honestly just didn't remember. And please take no offense by that. I think I've seen like probably nine thousand bows <laughs> since I saw you. But yep. um, so is that really what you focus on? Is just the ASLs, or do you build another style too?
2: I, I still build the uh, I I still do the I actually two different reflex deflex bows uh one's a shorter 60 inch hybrid and the other one is a longer one i can i'll do 62 and 64 inch in that <clears throat> hybrid and um and then a 66 inch asl so i and then the the youth bows i can do um like 56 inch and down and those are those are straight limb bows as well
1: and do you? and I'm sorry, Nick. I'll, I'll pass it back to you in just a second. But uh, do you? Um, so, and again, forgive me for not knowing. But mm-hmm. are, you know, is this something you're you're actively looking um, to 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 grow bigger, or are you are you really just trying to? I mean, obviously, you don't want to just supply the the John Buchines of the world <laughs> with with their bows. But I mean, are you looking to take this bigger, or are you really just? um looking to do more around just building them for uh, friends and acquaintances and that kind of thing
2: you know and I, I think in the beginning it started i wanted to build it just to see if i could do it and i realized for me how how um easy it turned out to be uh, i would like to see it go bigger honestly eventually and um but uh it, it's kind of tough when when you're working you know 50 or 60 hours a week and and then you've got other things um on your plate at in home and um but yeah i would like to see it see it go bigger eventually
1: well so yeah, good good, good retirement plan if nothing else right? that, well that's what i'm thinking
2: right there <laughs> so and it, that's that'll be creeping up on me here before too long so
1: it's creeping up on all of us except nick <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah well the uh not only that but jamie i mean you're i mean yeah nathan and and katie are so involved in everything and you guys do so much as a family and there's there's hardly an mla event that you and jill aren't at and the kids helping out too so I'm I'm actually shocked you even have time to build a bow with that schedule plus your uh, job. <laughs> you,
2: to be very honest with you, but um, I've got one sitting in a form right now out there. It's it it was a dry fit, and uh, it was for Nathan. I was finally getting around to building him uh, an ASL, and it's it's been sitting out in the form for a few weeks now, and I just haven't had time to go out there and, and glue it up and and put it in there, so that might be a good weekend project this weekend. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I can, I can totally see that happening. Um, how did you get, like how, how did you learn how to do it? A lot of people you talk to, like, I mean, it's easy, you know, for sale, I'm not going to say self bows are easier, but the materials people just go out and buy all four traditional Bowyer's Bibles and they pop on, you know, YouTube <clears throat> and check some of that out. Or they'll, or they'll read, um, billets to bows or they'll do something like that or they'll go to a retreat you don't hear as much about laminate bows um how do you get into that did you just did you have to is there stuff online or did you you know um, you said you mentioned jim
2: there there's um bingham has a lot of information that's where i got some of it from to begin with but i i have found that you can ask anybody i mean i have talked to to jim belcher a lot and and bob brum i i've talked to him quite a bit and um you know you just i see all these people at all these events we go to and and if i have a question pop into my head i'll pick their brain and i have not had anybody just tell me to walk away they don't want to tell me the answer to that question and they they they're more than willing to just to just let it let all that information flow and that that's where the majority of the I is I've picked up from is uh just word of mouth and, and uh a couple of uh you know, little how to manuals and YouTube does help as well. Um but I mean it's just a a lot of it's trial and error too.
0: I would I would be terrible at it because I just I just eyeball everything and not measure anything correctly and, and like my string making, which is why I stopped.
1: Well and I and I'll I'll be perfectly honest. I I've I've made some self bows and I did not hesitate one minute just to jump in and start making sawdust. But mm-hmm. the thought of doing laminated bows it, I I don't I won't it, it just it's just it's it's very daunting to me to even think about. Um, I would be much more apprehensive about trying to do a laminated bow than I am a self-bow. Well, I,
2: I'll tell you, the first bow that I, I built, one of the kids' bows, I had such a severe case of chickenitis when I was standing at the saw, trying getting ready to, to do the first cut on that thing to shape the limbs. I, walked, I shut the saw off and walked away from it three times before I finally went back and just turned the saw and right. ran it through and went, Oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I, I see the self bow thing was I mean it, it was a lot easier for me to start making sawdust too because I just added like a, a hickory board and, or a red oak board and a cabinet scraper and I, I just kind of went at it you know but when you add that that fiberglass element to it like well I'm really putting some power on here now you know you're adding that you're adding that extra layer and extra thing that can go wrong um man drawing that thing back for the first time I, I, it'd be really weird. I, to I still
2: cringe every every time I draw a bow for the first time after after I've got it shaped and tillered, and I'm just waiting for it to just blow up in my face, and it doesn't, and then I just keep shooting and shooting and shooting, and.
1: So. I, I I don't know <laughs> what it is about uh, about bows that just makes me so apprehensive though, I, and I'll tell you I bought a I bought an ASL bow I don't know four or five years ago uh from a guy i got it really cheap it was a, a higher poundage bow and somebody had been running uh fast light string on it, it looked like you know really skinny strings and it had uh caused some damage on the on the limb tips of this bow and i think i ended up paying the guy like 70 bucks for it or something and my intention was to put tip overlays on it i stared i looked at that thing for a year before i finally got the guts up to 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 put it to a sander um I, and again i just i don't know why it intimidates me so much but it does
0: well, I guess if you've ever had one blow up on you, that would make anybody apprehensive. Yeah, and the only
1: bow um, I've never ever had blow up on me was a compound. And when I say blow up, it exploded. There was pieces, I mean, went everywhere. But that was that was back in the days when you did stupid things like put really big overdraws on them to shorten your arrows up. And you were shooting really light arrows and putting riser blocks under the limbs. I think the bow I was shooting, was it was a 60 MX Darton, and I think it was pulling 105 pounds at the time. It was just stupid, and I, I, I paid a stupid tax, so.
0: But it was fast. I loved you. Oh, way bet. <laughs> <laughs> I actually threw my first self-bow down the first time I pulled it back because I heard a click, and it was just like the string slipping out of the knock a little bit because I didn't cut it right, and I tossed it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was that freaked out by it. Uh, that
2: was the but, one reason I didn't go into making self bows was I'd heard so many stories about guys putting all that time and effort into, into shaping that bow and, and making sawdust and the first time they string it and draw it back and click, it's done. So I, uh, that was that was one thing that set me away from wanting to even try a self bow would be for it to fail you know, on the first attempt to string it and draw it.
0: So, yeah, you kind of bypassed all that and just went right into the laminates. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's... that's. So is the whole family shooting one of your bows now?
2: Um, no. Nathan um, Nathan outgrew his a long time ago. Actually, that's a funny story. He has uh, one of John's bows. And uh, <laughs> it, the I don't know if you heard that whole story at the GLLI uh john
0: i did you should you should tell it though it's it, it a good is story a, it, it's for very sure.
2: comical um john had uh, told nathan oh go you know he brought what a half a dozen bows with him to the GLI, and he says just go pick one up off the rack and see which one you like and go shoot it well nathan comes walking back with john's brand new bow that he just got from chuck deschler and i don't even know if john had put six arrows through it nathan had it the entire weekend it, Excuse me, and just shot everything with it. And uh, I told him, I said, you, you're going to have to give that back to John. <laughs> and, uh, but John let him borrow one, another one of his bows um, <clears throat> because he knew that I, I didn't have that uh, bow ready yet for him uh, that, I've, that I'm working on. So he may be, uh, may be bringing one of John's bows to, to deer camp with him this year. But um, Jill shoots uh, one of mine, uh, the Reflex uh, Deflex. She's got a 64-inch um, one that I built her, and uh, that thankfully that, was, that had clear glass and it didn't have the same problems as the other ones did with the streaking and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, they're, they'll all be shooting my bows here before too long.
0: Nathan shot the lights out with that bow yes, too, he did. all weekend long. Yep. And 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 in a note on John: John never bring. John feels the need to bring every bow he owns with him <laughs> to every shoot that he goes to. He does. <laughs> that he does. <laughs> the uh, and they're and they're all fairly similar too. They're all you know the they're all D style longbows, hill styles, most of them. Well, there's no Goldie's not Goldie's a, you know Goldie's a uh, a St. Joe, but. Um, they all uh his rack is just full and he just leaves them there all weekend and he might not even string any of them up and they'll be there all weekend no because
2: he's too busy Um, running around doing events at the uh managing the events at the the invitational
0: yeah exactly so uh so hey let's talk about the mla a little bit you um you joined well you joined pretty much um you were a member already but you joined the board shortly after i met you it didn't take very long um, you, uh, you were highly encouraged at Barry County uh-huh. to, to, ad nauseum, actually, you were encouraged <laughs> to, to join because you, you and Joe were so good with the kids and, you know, when you work with kids a lot, you, and you, you kind of got a servant's heart and you love to do it. You recognize that in other people immediately. And right away we knew you were on the up and up and that it was a passion uh-huh. and, um, you joined shortly after that. Um, but w- what drew you to the MLA?
2: Um, well, I, we had been coming to the GLLI long before we were even members of the MLA. Um, it was because it's, it's at Charlton park and that's like, you know, 15 or 20 minute drive from our house. So, um, we would go down there and, uh, it was mainly just, a, I'd hit up the vendors and go, when I'd go down there and, and, uh, get stuff I needed and, and whatnot, and I don't even think I owned a long, uh, didn't even own a longbow at the time. Um, I was still shooting recurves and stuff. But um, between that and going to the expo and in the winter, those were my two stops. But it was, uh, I think, a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, the one year we went, we had the kids with us, and we would take them down and turn them loose at the kids' range, and and uh, then we had this gentleman that kept stalking us through the the steam barn. <laughs> and uh it was floyd he was uh he was re- trying to recruit people for the mla and and we talked for a while and uh after that we were members but uh, yeah it was uh um that was that's about all it took was just a little why don't you sign up and that's we've been members ever since so
0: well, you know, you get out what you put in. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> it's, it's what he, that's what he yeah, says. That was, what he said I think to that me. was
2: in that conversation. Exactly.
0: You know, the same The same thing kind of happened with uh, with my dad and I, actually, only we went a lot longer. Uh, we, you know, we had started going to the to the GLOI in 2009. And, you know, we were going, I think we split between that and Compton every year. We tried to hit both, but it really would just depend. And... Uh, He was coming from Sheboygan at the time and we wouldn't camp. We would just go and just kind of be outliers and just kind of shop and shoot and leave. Um, We were missing out on all the camp stuff and we weren't really joiners. Um, And then, you know, one time I finally said, hey, I want, you know, we, my dad actually joined because he wanted stick talk. And then I joined shortly after that and uh, was kind of on and off until one day Floyd gave me the guilt trip at, uh at the uh at the expo and uh you know i started i started in after that and uh yeah it's uh it doesn't take long if you're really passionate about it to go from just going to being super involved and now uh now when you and jill are you serve on the board yeah. uh yeah. right you know jill, jill jill does the merchandise and is doing a great job and you do pretty much everything yeah just
2: <laughs> <laughs> give where
0: you're yeah, needed, you need it just huh?
2: give me a task
0: so you were, uh, it was funny this year at GLI, Steve, Jamie was driving the, uh, Jamie was driving the tractor to bring everybody out from, uh, from the steam barn up to the high meadows to do some of the events. So every time I saw him, I wave at him because he had his hat on and he was driving the tractor <laughs> back there <laughs> with a big old hay, with a big old hay trailer on the back full of people. But that was a really, that was a real cool deal. It is. Um, but, uh, yeah. And that, you know, and of course that kind of, when you join an organization like that it kind of blossoms into friendships and uh before you know it we were uh we had a big old group of friends and we started hunting with each yes, other we did and uh and uh, one of us uh one of us had the idea to create a deer camp and uh i i don't know if it was friend of the show bob bones or not i don't know if i can give him that credit uh but we uh we decided to call it camp classy pants <laughs>
1: Well, it was and, it was named and, something else before that. I, 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 Deerless? I can't remember no, what it was named. No, uh, Man, uh, Man, Man, Man Christmas. Christmas or something. Man you guys Christmas, come up with the yes. weirdest names.
0: <laughs> well, it made sense at the time because the very first Man Christmas was just me and John and, and Rob. And uh, literally, it. I think Rob got sick immediately the first day. One morning he went out. One morning he didn't even go out. One morning he went out and didn't have his broadhead screwed on. <laughs> He left those. Um, we didn't. I don't think any of us seen anything. And uh, I pretty much I slept in my van and left the next day. <laughs> so it wasn't much of a it wasn't much of a deal. But we decided to you know like anything it grows a little bit as you get to know people and we started getting um, we started getting a little more. I don't know. I it didn't. It, it got classier, I guess, which is why we started calling it classy pants. And it was it was Jamie Jamie kinda almost coined it when he decided that a porta potty was in yep. order. <laughs> and that was the big time after that. And and Steve got to come in during that time and that's when you met yes, Steve. It was. Yep. Yep. Steve got, uh, Steve, Steve was a uh, trial by fire, just met everybody in one week. That was
1: the, uh, so that was the hunt that my my first day hunting in Michigan had that uh, really nice 10 point that showed up. Uh, and I was on the ground and couldn't get a shot, but I would have loved to have taken that deer. I still have, have nightmares about watching him walk away from me.
0: <laughs> well, at least you got to eat well.
1: I did get to eat because, well. Uh, it was a great camp. Now, the,
0: oh man, the, it is. the
1: last one I attended, I'm not so much. That was one. It rained. Yeah, we were there. We were there three days. It rained six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the truth. <laughs> it was horrible.
0: And, and, and when we were breaking, it, it was funny because we were breaking that final camp down. We had a lightning storm in the middle of no- the first week of November. <laughs> There's water <laughs> everywhere and lightning – the first night I stayed in, uh, John was working on his, uh, his camper and, um, he, it started leaking because he'd been working on it and he's like, well, it's going to be fine. And then my side started leaking. So we had to put a tarp up over it and, uh, you know, it just kept on getting saturated and saturated, and and it, it, we just couldn't believe what was happening. Like, it's one of those where you want to go hunting and you want to go so bad because sitting around at camp was kind of miserable too because we were all huddled up under one canopy and uh, cooking over like a like a thank God Tom was cooking over like you know one of, like a flat like one of those flat grills or whatever electric grills or whatever or propane powered. I mean, um, but man, it was fun though. We just had a great time. Uh, and uh, part of part of man Christmas is to have as much meat as possible with no vegetables in sight, and that's pretty much what we had and have had for the last like four years. The,
2: the river of bacon grease that was uh, <laughs> under the tent that year, that was bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was bad, and, that, and that's not even an exaggeration. That that's how much. Yes, it, it was. Uh, it, it was crazy, um, but. Those are some of the what we what we've had so far. At, at those are some of the mo- best experiences of my life. I, I always wanted a camp, and this camp is just no matter what happens, you know whether you leave your clothes outside and they frost accidentally, or are you eat on Tom's you know, plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good that's a good Tom story. We,
1: we got to tell that story. Who wants to tell it? I think Jamie ought to tell that story. Oh, I don't <laughs> think, no I don't, I don't think I was even standing in the vicinity when that happened. So I'll tell
0: it. Okay. Um, Steve you got to tell I'll tell it. it.
1: So, you know, and I, I I do I love Tom like a brother. Um and and you know, you we've all known Tom about the same amount of time and I'm going to tell y'all something that you might not have known about Tom. Tom is rather particular about certain things (laughs) (laughs) to put it lately. And Tom had, had, had bought, I don't, I don't, I don't know where he got them. Okay. I really don't, but he had this, the, the, this nice silver plate, almost like a, like a communion plate, I guess. Um, and when, what Tom would do is he'd take a paper plate and put it on this and, and eat out of it. If I remember all this right, Tom will probably come back and correct me. Um, and and he kept this thing just I mean it was you could you could see your reflection in it. Well uh one certain guy whose name rhymes with Bob Bones, um <laughs> goes into camp one morning and fixes breakfast, which he was really nice. He fixed breakfast for everybody and I think, you know, Tom and I both didn't even come in that, that day. We stayed in we stayed in the woods or came in a lot later than everybody else, but we get back into camp and I don't remember if he had if he had put the food on the plate for everybody else, or if he ate off of the plate, but he didn't put a paper plate on it. And it was just coated in the nastiest <laughs> sausage <laughs> bacon grease. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it didn't. <laughs> Tom <That's... and> Tom... <laughs> I don't remember exactly what Tom said, but
2: <laughs> they, they... <laughs> it was something about his damn plate. <laughs> yeah. They used it to put all the sausage in that they could. Right.
1: Yep. And, th- and then, uh, was it this year at the M- yeah this year at the MLA banquet I think I don't think it was last year Nick help me was it this year or last year it it, it might have been last <laughs> it was last
2: year, year cuz Tom wasn't at this last banquet
1: that's right that's right no, he couldn't, couldn't make, make it, it. so uh, the Bob, uh Bob Bones shows up at the MLA banquet with this uh, silver plate that he found somewhere that has etched on it <laughs> tom's damn plate
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yeah it was absolutely fantastic and and it would have been and it would have been the nicest plate in camp because everybody just eats off paper or whatever else they can find one year we ate off wood or john and rob didn't bring anything and they they ate with honey knives off of wood blocks i rolled into (laughs) camp and they were sitting there with campfire wood and steak on them and just their hunting knives and they're like yeah we probably should have told you to go uh to go pick up some silverware because we don't have anything and oh yeah we don't have plates either
1: (laughs) uh, yeah bob was just irritating everywhere everybody in camp that was the same the same hunt uh hunt that he he put the flagging tape up right behind the camp uh just to see if if john would notice it john rolls in as soon as he gets out of his truck cocks his head off to one side and and let out with a string of expletives, and down through the woods he went. I don't know how far he got before he realized it was leading him right back to camp.
0: It put it, they put it—they put it in a big old circle, because uh, whenever I go scouting anywhere with John, um, he, his biggest pet peeve is that people leave the orange, the the orange, disp- you know, disposable tape up in the woods and never take it back down. So it's like a runway. Every It's like that in Bright Eyes. Everywhere you go in Michigan, there's like just any trail there is is just marked. You can just see side trails marked that might be as clear as day, but it don't matter because somebody decided that they weren't getting sidetracked at all and putting that stuff up there. So John will go, you know, on a tirade and go rip it all down. So when he left, they decided to get him and they, they him and uh, Todd Greenwald was there that year and uh they 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 put it off to the way off to the left and then they roped it around and back down a trail so it didn't look that obvious it looked like there was actual you know somebody had some hunter had snuck we played it up that some hunter had snuck into camp and marked a trail and was now hunting near us because you know and you'll see anything at, at yankee springs where we hunt um and uh <laughs> he actually thought that was the case and he went back there and exactly he was just stomping around pulling I can't believe that somebody would do this this is so stale what about woodsmanship blah blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> what about etiquette <laughs> you know we've got a camp here <laughs> you know uh but stuff like that happens all the time and uh that's what makes a camp fun. I don't think anybody's ever has anybody killed a deer at camp Jamie
2: uh you did
0: i did technically technically camp was already broke when i killed mine (laughs) yeah
2: i i'm surprised you guys even got out of bed that next morning because i remember that was when i dropped in uh when you guys were down uh, at the first place and i I, man i remember leaving there at almost midnight to go home because i just dropped by to see what you guys were up to and and uh, the next morning, I saw that you posted a picture of a buck you shot on, on, Facebook. So,
0: yeah, that was my that was my my first buck, and that was um, and the funny part about that was you're right. I'm I'm shocked we did get up <laughs> because we had we were up till probably two a.m. Mm-hmm. and uh, we had eaten our, our 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 weight in meat, brats, steak, duck breast whatever we had we were cooking it that, that that's just the way it was and if it's cooked it's got to be eaten so we ate all that and then you know maybe might might have had a couple barley pops or bourbon yeah. or two and uh you know then we all kind of looked at each other at 2 a.m and we just went to our tents without a word said <laughs> and then we had a frost that night and that was the night that i left my socks my long underwear my pants everything outside by the fire and forgot about it and we and it frosted And I went, you know, I roll out of bed and it was freezing. And I was like, where's my pants? Where's my underwear? Where's this? Where's my socks? And that was like the last dry stuff I had. And they were all hanging from the tree outside of my tent covered in frost. (laughs) Uh, My socks were stuck to the burn barrel outside. (laughs) Like absolutely frozen. And that's the only socks I had. So we barely made it. We got there. We got there before daylight. Somehow we said, we better go. Because we're gonna regret it if we don't, and we got a frost, we have to go. So I went, and yeah, that was the that was the best morning the hunting we had. Um, and then last year, I didn't get. I actually went down to see Steve, and you guys got snowed on.
1: Oh, it was so. Oh, well, cold. that's right. That that's what it was <laughs> last year. Yeah, you missed it last year too.
0: Mm-hmm. I I went and visited one day, and they were. It, it. I came all. I came from Georgia, and there was you guys like had three inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, it was stellar. It was. <laughs> it was so cold. <laughs> you, they had Steve. They had made a shanty town lean to. There was like three. What'd you guys have? The two or the three campers? We had
2: pop-ups. Uh, two pop ups and then uh, John's big canopy tent.
0: And then yeah, and then you put the tarp up, and then you guys had like a little lean to, like wh- that that cut the wind, and. Uh, yep. Yeah, that, that that was the one. That was the day that that John didn't get to shoot a buck because his butt cramped up.
1: What? What? He do what? <laughs> I have I was heard this story. I really he, hope he doesn't. He, listen. Oh, I really hope he. You doesn't know listen. he's going he, to listen
0: to this.
2: Yeah, the, the whole stretching routine. Because you were giving okay, him so grief would, about. Come on, old man! You you need to stretch before you go to the woods. And that he, turned into a whole he, uh, aerobic. Uh, exercise program at camp
0: (laughs) i was i was coming on my way yes i was coming back from georgia and he was they were talking about you know i got these we got this group chat going and everybody's talking about you know i'm like well what happened you know i just saw a 10 point it was huge i'm like well he's like what happened And he's like cramps So I'm like trying to figure out what he's talking about. And I'm like, why don't you look, drink some water and stretch before you go into the woods and you won't get cramps in your butt when you're trying to (laughs) shoot a deer. (laughs) And that's not what happened. He got froze, like the buck froze him and he couldn't move. So he was stuck in a weird position and like couldn't move for like several minutes. So he started cramping (laughs) up. So now every time I see him, they start stretching. (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh it was and i i remember somehow my sleeping bag became unzipped in the middle of the night and my feet were so cold that that's what woke me up in the morning i couldn't hardly walk and rob's telling er, uh, everybody oh i think he's gonna lose a toe or something like that i'm like it wasn't that cold man but (laughs) it was cold enough i couldn't hardly
0: walk it felt it felt oh it was um yeah it's it was it's your typical michigan fall where you know you're 80 some degrees and then all of a sudden it's it's now you hit november and all of a sudden it's 10 below you know um and then it goes again and then it gets warm again uh but man just the i know we're rambling about camp but man just the memories of that camp alone in just a few years i mean you could write Volumes about that camp, and it'd all be inside jokes, and nobody would get oh, and, and it. And we but, can't forget the oh. Yankee
2: boot wash either.
0: Oh, Steve knows about I the know about boot the boot wash. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to check to see how deep this water is. Whoa, hey, <laughs> afraid, I, afraid I know it really well. <laughs> well, uh and i and man we steve we've we missed you man we we can't wait to have you up here again
1: yeah i'm thinking i might make it back up next year um this year's not going to be in the cards but uh, no
0: uh, steve's got a score to settle though steve steve's bound to determine he's going to take a deer on this property
1: well and you were talking about you know i i'm i'm pretty i don't know that you know the the last hunt that i was up there i shot I shot that buck the morning that the uh, monsoon set in, and, I mean, it was it was cloudy, and before I could even get down out of the tree in my climber, it was just pouring rain, and, and we ended up breaking down camp, um, and I forget now who said, but somebody said it was still raining, like, the next morning. I mean, it just rained all through the night. Mm-hmm. So, it, it did. did.
0: It it was pretty miserable and we we actually forced a couple hunts that you know one of those nights that it was just or i know it was a morning i remember i went out with john and um he took me out to a really cool spot that morning and of course we got turned around you know a couple times so by the time we got out there we were sopping wet and then uh you know he went he went and sat over on this cut and he has his, uh, he's his—he's got his little fold-out. It's, it's, it's like an actual fold-out chair, like a camp chair he hunts on. And I always hunt in, like, a hammock seat or a stool. And I saw him through the woods, and it started raining. And I checked the radar, and I'm like, oh, we're going to get dumped on. So I, I'm like, I'm waving at him, and he's not responding to me. And I'm like, okay, he must want to keep hunting. you know." So I sit back down, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to get my stuff ready and give him another you know, however many minutes. And I wave at him again, nothing. So then I get up and I walk right at him and I come in from behind him and he's fast asleep in that chair underneath the canopy of le <laughs> getting brained on. <laughs> so I wake him up and he's like, Whoa, hey, what time is it? And I'm like, Yeah, we got a storm coming in. We need to get out of here. We've been out here for like four hours. <laughs> we get a lot done at this camp i'm 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 amazed i'm amazed we we, haven't got a deer yet we eat a lot (laughs) we do we we
1: definitely eat a lot um lots of uh lots of questionably cooked uh bear meat um (laughs) nobody's (laughs) No, nobody's <laughs> been
2: sick with trichinosis yet so we're, no nobody has nobody
1: has but ro- i must ro- I, I must admit it, i'm glad it was dark the night we we had the bear meat because um, i i'm almost positive it was extremely raw
0: <laughs> the night we had the the night we had the bear meat was bear meat was the night that i was sitting there or we were all talking <laughs> underneath the canopy and, uh, it was, and it was night. Did you, did
1: you the day you came to camp with a tent, a tent and no pole? <laughs>
0: I did come to camp with a tent and no pole. <laughs> uh,
2: it's like,
0: oh, that was funny. Like I'm going to sit I back go, and see I, how he figures this crap out cause <laughs> that
1: tent's I, not going to work without poles.
0: <laughs> okay, so I came, so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, so here's what <laughs> happened. I came in, yeah, we could tell stories all night. I came uh, in, and uh, my dad and I, my dad was camping with me. And we, we had this tent and he, and he had dropped it. He's like, we're never going to use this tent. I'm going to bring it down and give it to you. And so I just, I just held on to it. We used it at GLLI, and I kept it afterward or not. No, we didn't. He he brought it down after GLLI when he saw me and he says, you can use this next year because we're not going to use it. We're going to do something else. I said, okay. So I, I, I never looked at it, never bothered to see if everything was there. Cause that's just me. So. Months roll by, finally it's, it's, it's hunting camp. I'm like, oh, it's all right, Dad, I got that tent. And uh, I'm like, you know, you're good, just come down and bring the cots with you. So he brought cots, and I get out there, and I stake the tent down, like I'm ready to put it up. Got the spot all marked up, and uh, I go, all right, give me the poles. <laughs> He's like, what poles? I'm like, the poles, they're right over there, they're in the car. And he goes and looks, ain't no poles here. And I said, what about, then they got to be over in the brush. You must have kicked leaves on them. No, there ain't no poles here. And I said, well, were there poles when you gave it to me? And he goes, you didn't check? And I was like, you gave me the tent. <laughs> so he's he insists, he insisted for the next like week that, you know, that he had the, uh, that I had the poles in the garage, in my garage, that I forgot them and i'm like you go home and check and you see if you have those poles sure enough i brought it up because i forgot about it And i was like hey did you have those poles yeah they were in his garage so we didn't have any poles so we had to borrow jamie's red tent <laughs> he had to go all the way back home and get it and we stayed in that tent and uh, that's just that's just par for the course though
1: um, seems like every time and, every time we have a we share a hunting camp there's a tent story somewhere i
0: with with me yeah i know that's what i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm cursed i had a, i had a tent story at compton i went to compton this year and i hadn't i hadn't opened up that t- the tent i had in three years and that was the one i put away wet and the the, the 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 actual zipper rusted and fell off in my hand when i put it off or put it up and uh i i didn't end up camping but yeah, I'm cursed when it comes to tents, but that's just cause I'm an idiot and I don't check anything. And I, that's just the way it goes. But, uh, that was also the same. That was also the same year. I was standing another Tom story just really quick. I was standing there and, uh, and you guys had all eaten and I hadn't done anything. Like I hadn't helped prepare anything. I don't cook. I didn't do anything. I was literally freeloading. I don't know if I brought any food or anything like that. And I'm standing there talking to Tom and, and I look over there and there's, there's a bunch of pots sitting there and it's all dirty and he looks at me and he goes ain't gonna wash itself Oh, <laughs> uh, <shit. laughs> uh, that's too and funny. I was, so i did i did the dishes but it, it, uh, it, that was it, it was it builds character man it does build character you think i'd have some by now i guess i don't <laughs> but man we're looking forward to it again and and uh and yeah but Hey JB, we really sidetracked from you, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It, it's it's it is all good. And that I mean I think that's uh I mean pretty much that's been our relationship since we uh since we met. It's just been a, a marathon of camping trips, youth youth archery events, camping and uh and hunting. Yep. Yeah.
1: That, that has with,
0: with, a, with a with a little Steve sprinkled in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, yeah, yeah, with a little Steve sprinkled in.
0: It, it'll be good to get the three of us together soon, Steve. So we hope that you can join us.
1: Well, like I say, it won't be this year, but but maybe maybe next year, maybe next year. Well, Jamie, I think we we've probably kept you tied up long enough. And yeah. if I don't uh, if I don't stop Nick now, we'll be telling war stories till midnight. So.
0: Oh yeah, it's my, it's my fault. Uh, exactly. It's all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah it was but, great talking to yeah. you jamie and learning about how you got into all this and and man i've been honored to call you a friend you and yeah. the family and uh and we were we we're happy to have you on. Oh, i man. appreciate
1: you guys having me well thank you so much buddy all right and we'll uh i'll i'll keep you posted I'll, I'm, I'm gonna make it back up there um hopefully hopefully within the next year i'll make it back up here to, to hunt with you guys again so well, looking forward to it nick thank you buddy
0: yeah, no problem. Thank you.
1: Well, I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Um, thank you again, Jamie. And we'll, we'll catch everyone up again in, uh, I guess, a week. So take care, everyone.